What's up, people? It's your boy D Raw, the Connoisseur, bringing you another episode of the Houston Sports Connoisseurs podcast. I got Trey on the podcast or T Walk. Well, I say that. T-walk. You know what I'm saying? We ain't seen him in about two weeks, so shit, he almost like Trey again, huh, people? <laughs> uh, hey, don't forget to seek, listen, and learn to be a sports connoisseur just like me, your boy D Raw, the Connoisseur. Today, we're going to talk about um, the, the recap on the conference championships games, the Ravens, Chiefs, Detroit Lions, and the 49ers. And then we're going to talk about who's in the Pro Bowl and who probably should be in the Pro Bowl. Um, also, I want to touch on some college basketball, some NBA around the NBA, and then give us or give y'all the, uh, the weekly Rockets update. So let's get to it, man. That Chiefs, that Chiefs and Ravens game. I already had said that the Ravens was gonna lose this game. I know it was a lot of people out there on the hype train for Lamar because they had such a good season. But after they whooped my Texans the way they did, and I, you know, what I'm saying I broke them down, I analyzed them. I already seen that the Ravens weren't gonna make it to the Super Bowl. You know. I think the same thing on that. Like, well, to be honest, I thought the Ravens probably would have made it to the Super Bowl. It's just that when I see this score, I just want to be trying to figure out. I didn't watch the game because I, I was at my Texas loss. Couldn't do it no more. Couldn't <laughs> do it no more. I'm like, I'm done with it. Yeah. But at the same time, the whole thing is like, Kansas City ain't been known for their defense, and I'm pretty sure we have a better defense now. They probably got a better defensive line than us. Probably a little bit different on how they probably stop Lamar. But the whole point is like, what did the Kansas City really do better than the Texans? I think I think overall looking at the game, Kansas City D line did play better. They, I think Chris Jones, bro, he he is a you know a game changer, uh, especially going against somebody like Lamar because it puts pressure right down the middle. You know, on the outside, I really can't say who they got. You know, on the ends and stuff like that. But they they got Legarius Sneed. He plays solid at corner. We know. Uh, they got our former uh, safety uh, up top. I forgot bro name. Uh, Reed. Mm. They got Justin Reed up there, and, and he played pretty solid too. You know what I'm saying? They got some pieces, bro. You know, some people that we didn't expect to like flourish on the defensive side. But I tell you this, offensively, this is the worst Kansas City offense that we've seen in the last six years that uh, Mahomes been going to the AFC Championship. Six years or. Three years. I said the last six years. Tyrus Kill left. Not even even like as far as worse. This this year's offense is the worst. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like defense wise, it's probably the best defense they ever had. Really? Like for real? Like as far as like making plays, turning the ball over, like doing like bro, they ain't never had no cornerback like Legarius Sneed nah, or Legarius yeah, Sneed. However, say his name. They ain't never known for cornerbacks at all. You know what I'm saying? So. To do what they did against Lamar, I would say it was it was crazy to see it happen. But I knew it would happen because the Ravens' offense is one dimensional. To be honest, like if you look at it, bro, how they looked at how they beat the Texans. The Texans had sacked Lamar three times. You know what I'm saying? In this game, Lamar got sacked four times. So the Texans sacked him three times. The Chiefs sacked him four times. So the the game was right there in the Texans' hands. He actually had a better game against Kansas City as far as passing 272, one TD1 interception versus what he did against the Texans. Everything he did against the Texans was on the ground. 
Now, the sad part about the Ravens team is everything runs through Lamar. From passing, hell, he passed the ball to himself in that game. If you was watching the game, you probably missed that part. But he passed the ball to himself in that game. Uh, He's the leading rusher for the team, not only in the playoffs or in the game, but throughout the whole season. He got the most rushing yards for the whole team. I believe since he's been with them, he's been the leading rusher. Maybe other than one time, I believe. But other than that, yeah, that's... You know what I'm saying? So offense designed around him. Yeah. So we we look at that. You shut, you shut down. You shut down Lamar Jackson running ability, and you keep him in a pocket. When he get pressure, he don't know how to just stand up in the pocket or move up in the pocket and throw the ball and hit the spot. He start backing up. He start moving backwards and stuff. And yeah, because if he move backwards, I'm, I'm sorry to not cut you off on that, but if he start moving backwards, he know. That if they start pursuing him, he have a better chance to run and he, use his he use his speed. Yeah, but see, see what I notice about Lamar though, sometimes he don't know when to run. You know what I'm saying? Especially when he start backing up and he got the pressure in his face, that's when he should really start running or look for a hole. I don't think it's that. I think it's the NFL and more of the team and the coaches want him to be this pocket quarterback so bad to where. He's trying not to run when he know he could run. Yeah. But he just not like in that Texas game. He could. It's plenty. Yeah. He had what about hundred, almost hundred fifty yards somewhere around that. Yeah. He was ridiculous, bro. They, that team had with like two hundred some yards rushing on us. Exactly. But in the same time, it was plenty more times in that game he could have ran, but chose not to. Yeah. That's why I'm like they're trying to make him what he's not. But but to be honest, I think we're we're far enough along his. His book, his chapter, this this first chapter, the second chapter, whatever. We count the chapters by seasons. We have seen enough of Lamar to say that him running the ball is not going to help him win in the postseason. He's going to have to learn how to sit in the pocket sometime and deliver the ball and strike from deep, you know, strike a deep shot or something like that and be accurate. That is, that is understandable because if you don't give your receivers plays and have them get them involved in the game, then when it comes to big games or better teams, there's no way that you'll win these games because all they know if they're going to know you're going to run and you're not getting your receivers open, yeah. then how are your team, because, how the teams getting better? Yeah, because you look, you look back at this Chiefs and Ravens game, bro, the Ravens just put eight in the box and, and they knew where to go, what holes to hit, and they was there stopping the run. And then they forced them to pass. Now, granted, the Ravens had plenty of opportunity to actually probably win this game or at least take this game into overtime, but they kept shooting themselves in the foot because it was one play, Zay Flowers, he was the, the most dominant receiver they had, you know, 115, 115 yards receiving, one TD, but he could have had two TDs. One one of the plays, he got in the red zone. I heard he fumbled. And he fumbled, you know what I'm saying? But before that play, he had got a big pass. Uh, he caught a big pass, and uh, he caught it on Sneed, and when he caught it on Sneed, he got up, he spun the ball on Sneed, uh, and Sneed face pushed Sneed down into the dirt, and then stood over and flexed. And I was like, bro, like, first off, they win not win in the game. Number two, it's just dumb as fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? You doing shit to hurt your team already, and then you go to the end zone and you about to catch a touchdown or whatever. You running it, and then you fumble, and so, Sneed knocked the ball out. <laughs> so you know, um, I said, know, I didn't watch this game, but. I kind of knew already where the game was going to go comes of NFL. Now, to be honest, I don't really too much believe in the scripted thing, but then I, something just doesn't make sense yeah. on how these games be going. 
And a lot of people be exposing it and on TikTok and we all think about it, we see it. And now that now the NFL become more of a sports betting thing and sports really just now is big on betting, it's kinda a little bit obvious that we don't want you no know, Vegas don't wanna lose this money and NFL teams can, yeah. can profit off this as well. And it kinda makes sense. So when I heard, like going back to the Zay Flowers part, I said I seen it on ESPN come up on my phone by him from at the at the goal line. I'm like Fumble at the goal line. Like, who actually fumbles at the goal line other, other than a running back? Well, I didn't tell you this, bro. The, the way the way that, that that game went, I don't really feel like it was scripted. I mean, a Ravens fan would probably say that. But when he fumbled the ball in the, at the uh, goal line, it was punched out. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like it was like it was given to them. They actually just made a play and punched it out. Now, people, we want to uh, go ahead and move on from this game and go to the next game. What's up, people? It's your boy, D-Raw, the connoisseur, here to show you this HSC gear. Get your apparel so you can stay cool or stay warm, however you want to do it, but do it as a connoisseur. We got socks, too, for them feet. <laughs> we got it all, baby. Come get it. 10% off right now. That Lions game, bro, I'm all with you about a script, that bro. That one, too. Cause I'm all with you about a script. I was at the gym, and I saw that, and... I'm looking at they already up 14 or 17 points. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, damn, this might be the Lions year. Like, they ain't been to the AFC Championship game. They ain't made the playoffs in this long and this is now. I'm like, damn, this is going to be a, a real bro, little good talk for was, next year. It was 24 to 7 at the half, bro. 24 7. And they were stopping. They they were stopping the run pretty well. Like, don't get me wrong. What's name still running the ball hard and heavy? I seen him running that bitch hard and heavy. I'm sorry, excuse me. But. And I'm looking at Purdy struggling to throw this ball. I'm like, ain't no way San Francisco win this game. Then I leave the gym and I come back probably, what, 30, 30 minutes up to later to an hour? they like, San Francisco won by three points. I'm like, ain't no way they just did that. Ain't no well, way. Purdy went out there. Somehow he cleaned up his game. He went 20 for 31, 267, one TD, one interception. Jared Goff somehow just got worse in the second half. 25 for 41, 273, one, one TD, no interceptions, though. They both were sacked two times. But the one thing that really started to kill him is Christian McCaffrey got going. But the Lions did what I expected them to do. I, I expected the Lions to have a good run game. Uh, there's really no way you're going to stop CMC, bro. You know what I'm saying? McCaffrey is just really a different dog out there. But overall, man, to be up 24-7, first off, the first mistake I've seen when the Lions could have went up 27-7 to or something like that. I forgot what the score was. But why did Dan Campbell decide that, oh, we're going to go for it on fourth down? Y'all was up, bro, by two touchdowns. You up by two touchdowns. Who goes for it on, on fourth down? What was that at on the field, though? They was uh, it was about midfield. No, no, they wasn't. They were somewhere close enough to kick a field goal. They was in field goal range for sure. How long are we talking about? 40, 50? It might about... have been about 40 yards or something. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Rather here or there. I understand that you're right. There's no point. You, you, up, you up by two possession scores. Might as well either kick the field goal or just punt the ball. And then, and when you said that, it, it brought, brought me a flashback about the Texas game. This Twitter. game, this <laughs> game is just like that game when we played the Chiefs, bro. It it was something real similar. Remember Bill O'Brien decided mm-hmm. that we was on, uh, what, what he did, a fake punt or something like that? Uh, oh. It was a fake punt, bro. And we was up by what? We was up 24. 24-0. 24-0. So, this is the same scenario 
This guy, he's up two touchdowns, and he said, you know what, man? I'm going to go ahead and go for this uh, fake, I mean, uh, for it on fourth down, fourth and short, or whatever, and they didn't get it. And, hold on, I'm sorry, I want to say this, because I thought about that so many times. Then when you, when you brought up this part about them going forward on the fourth down when they could have kicked the field goal or just punted the ball, it made me think about the movie Longest Yard. When it was up, beating the shit out of them, they go halftime, and what they do, the uh, prison uh, ward decide to go to what's name and tell them, throw this game. Yep, bro, so that's how I have, that's how I felt, man. Like like we said, first half, it was what, uh, 20, 24-7. Halftime, Vegas called and be like, "Hey man, y'all need to switch up this game. We need the, the Niners to get in there and win or something. Somebody must have had a whole lot of money on this game because more than half of America wanted the Lions to win this game. I'll be honest, I, I had wanted the Lions to win this game. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see their story. I was like, I'm tired of looking at San Francisco and I'm tired of looking at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, sorry, Patrick Mahomes is a good quarterback." I don't think he's a great quarterback as people will look at him as. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Like, right now, it's really hard to say he's not because he demanded six AFC championships. They didn't won four of them. But, then, you know, like, but like, I, like we said saying now, they built this franchise in the NFL. He's the face of the NFL. He is. He is. And he on every NFL commercial. Exactly. It was just like almost like a Tom Brady thing. And I feel like but they're trying to make this that's what they doing. They, like a Tom Brady. He's someone. replacing Tom Brady, bro. And I, I don't I, like that. I don't like that. And honestly, at this point, like statistically, we're looking at the stats and stuff. He's about to supplant Tom Brady. And and I and I don't really think I think that's why I believe in some, in a small way the game could be scripted only because I don't think players are too much aware of it. I part some players probably where it's more it's deeper within the coaching and the, it's, yeah, it's coming the, from the top. Yeah. I, I I mean I understand now. So when the play calls happen, some players be probably like like what like what and you know what? Because I saw it earlier today uh, when I was on YouTube, I was looking at um, something Marshawn Lynch said again. He spoke about it again. You know, and when you said something about it, that was the first thing I thought about when they was at the goal line and, he, and Russell Wilson went out there and threw that ball, bro, and they didn't run it. Like, Marshawn Lynch said he was like, when they was in the huddle and they called the play call and they were like, what? And then when it happened, everybody was just, you know, disappointed. He was like, he took his helmet off. He said he went to Pete Carroll and said, aha, in his face. Now, I don't know if he really did. I gotta go back and look at the look at it for that for, for a fact. What he was just saying that that's what he probably would have do. Yeah. But it's just like some things just doesn't make any sense about how these games are be going. It don't, man. It but really yeah, don't. I'm gonna stop saying on that. You know? But you know what? Like at the beginning of the season, I did pick the 49ers as the team to go to the Super Bowl. So I guess I I was right about that. But when we got to the playoffs and I seen how the Lions was playing, I really wanted the Lions to go because. They never been to a Super Bowl. This was the first time they would made it to the playoffs and won a game since 91, 92. You know what I'm saying? So I just thought that would have been like great for NFL, you know, viewership and all that. What's up? So let's get let's get the lines around applause around the I'm sorry. Let's get the lines around applause for what they did. championship, Even though they've been in the league longer, but still they did it. So that's a they, they should, lines. They should be happy. Detroit should be happy for what their team has done. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, damn, bro, we was right there, and our coach just blew it. Oh, and then look, see, I didn't get times. to the second. I didn't get to the second time. So 
the Lions was down uh, in the fourth quarter. They was down by three. It was like 24 to 27 or something like that. Uh, once again, bro, they could have kicked the field goal. They was in red zone range. And your boy decided to go for it on fourth down again. It was like fourth and two or something. He went for it again. They fell. So now they still down. Mind you, shit, San Francisco, they already got some momentum going because of the last time with the Lions did try going fourth, fourth down. So San Francisco right in the game. They, you know, they got the oil. They driving now. This guy, he decides, you know what? We ain't going to go for the tie. We're just going to go ahead and try again on fourth down. Fell again. San Francisco scored a touchdown. And that's where the Lions really lost the game at this point. But once again, why go for it on fourth, bro? Tie the game, bro. I, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. I, and I, okay, so I'm going to go. I think that's where it's hard on the coach. You know, us as fans always want sometimes our coach to be aggressive and not be afraid. You know, I'm one of those people. I'm like, man, man, do this, do this, do this. Yeah, but sometimes the right place at the right time. Sometimes you just got to take your chance. And I and from hearing it, okay, Osley, it wasn't our team, so I I could be biased on this. And maybe if it was our team, maybe I probably wouldn't mind it. And if it didn't happen, it happened. But same time, like sometimes you gotta take your chances. And you know, I feel well since they made it this far, and I feel as a coach, as if they made it this far, we having a great season. Let's take a chance. We don't matter if it don't happen, don't happen. If it it's gonna follow him regardless, anyway. They're not gonna, they ain't going to fire him. Yeah, they, 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 look, they ain't going to fire no, look, him. They ain't going to fire him because they ain't been to this stage exactly. in 30 years or ever. But if they was like a reincurring playoff team, say they had went to the playoffs like the last two years, he probably would have got fired, bro. The stuff he was calling, bro, was very fireable offenses, though. <laughs> like, for real. Okay, so let me, I want to say this last thing on this, though. Mark words on this one. I'm saying San Francisco is going to win the Super Bowl. I feel like even though they making Patrick, even though Patrick Holmes the face of the NFL, I feel like what well, they about to make this story of Brock Purdy being this six round pick going to the Super Bowl, taking his team to a Super Bowl and win. Mm-hmm. Could he be the next Tom Brady? You know that's going to be an ESPN discussion. They're going to they say it. They're going to say it. And so, we know it's written all over Stephen A. face, and they got his little script ready for him to say it. And you know it's going to be loud, and this isn't that. Yeah. You already know. So, to be honest, bro, I am taking San Francisco in this game, too. They are favored by two points, but I ain't going to lie, bro. It's, it's really hard to ride with the uh, the other team when Kansas City is the underdog. It really is. But I would like to see San Francisco win this game. Not only because, you know, such a good season they having and I like to see Christian McCaffrey get a ring and other things like that. But also because the first time they played each other, uh, what was it like three or four years ago when uh Garoppolo was the quarterback, they had the game in the back. That was I think it was the first time uh Mahomes went to the Super Bowl and they played they played the Chiefs and that boy Garoppolo was blowing the game in the second half, bro. He was out there missing passes, bro. Was... Well, it's always be the second half shit. It's always the second <laughs> oh, no. half shit. Hey, but, hey, I remember I was watching the game, and I was like, oh, shit, touchdown, touchdown. Garoppolo, he he just overthrows. Uh, man, who was the receiver at that time, bro? I can't remember. He overthrew the receiver. T- it wasn't Ted Ginn? Nah, nah, it wasn't Ted Ginn. It was, uh, man, it was somebody else, bro. I, I, I'm, we're going to have to revisit that, but... 
another note. I just want to say this real quick. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, what's the dude? Emmanuel, I think it was Emmanuel or something. Sanderson. I don't remember his. I don't remember it's been that. I forgot about that. They played each other back then. I don't. I don't like. I know. I don't like the Chiefs. So never did. Definitely since Patrick Mahomes stepped in the lead. I ain't gonna lie. But dang, I kind of forgot what I want. Damn, forgot what I wanted to say. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. I'm sorry, but I know I was gonna get off the know about the scripted part. But who, yeah. you know how hard it is to be in the NFL and be up 17 points and not win a game. You know how rare that is when that mostly happens? I know it's rare, bro. It's so rare, when bro. I saw that, I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah, come on. That is you know, very tough. And it's, you know, I was thinking, I was like, bro, it's really crazy because you only really see stuff like this happen in the NFL. Like, for real, like throughout history. When you look at college, bro, I about to say that, yo. you don't, like, if a team up in college by 21, nine times out of 10, bro, that team that's down, they not coming back. That is very, very They not coming back. You know what I'm saying? But NFL, it's like you just never know. I don't. I, I, I think it's politics in Vegas money, bro. Bet money, betting money that's changing the game like that. You know what I'm saying? It's too many obstacles involved that you playing against. Yeah, let alone the refs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it seems like they be the ones really setting on the scheme of how things going. Because it's been plays where the ref he's getting away. Of a, a pass, he'll he get away of a running back running the ball. It's like, funny you said hey. that. And I saw a TikTok on that like a couple days or a week ago about it. Uh, I don't know if this was recent, a recent game or whatever, but it was a play when one of the players had intercepted the ball and the ref was running right in front of him and knocked the ball like Yeah, 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 I've seen that. And I, I read the that. comments, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. This, this wasn't scripted like this. You ain't yeah. doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, i seen another one, bro, uh, where, where the ref, he had, uh, where the quarterback hiked the ball, and soon as he hiked, the ref had ran in and, and grabbed the snap, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy, bro. I don't I don't know what the NFL on, I'm sorry, I'm going outside just one time on this one. But like you said about the rest can be into this. You know, to this bad thing mm-hmm. because you know I, it was. You probably heard about it the uh, the basketball game with uh, who was it? It was somebody. T they one of the red teed up one of the players. Pat handed in the ball and gave him a technical technical foul. I and mean, it was a woman, woman, woman by the way. Yeah. And you know what someone said? They said these reps need to be held accountable for these bad calls. On they what do. Doing. They do. Just like they try to hold players accountable for different things. And, you know, speaking of that, uh, I was thinking about betting. It was uh, one of these players. I can't remember who he played for. I should have did a little research on it. But um, they had caught him uh, betting on himself. Oh, yeah. And it happened again. Yeah. It was yeah. this one this year, too, right? Yeah, it was this year. Yeah. Like, it was All probably right, like yeah. a week or two ago. They, they caught, the bro, caught bro betting on himself. And he had... Uh, the bets lined up under his mama credit card. <laughs> but they was all under his name, though. So I was like, that was just stupid as hell. But yeah, bro, like they sent they sent him to jail and stuff and all that. <laughs> I was like, man. That is crazy. He must probably been like uh, not a starter of one of those type of He was a receiver, bro. I can't. A known receiver? Yeah, a known receiver. I, 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 I heard about it and I seen yeah. it, but I don't really, didn't really look in too, too much into it. It wasn't I just, a surprise, but I, I like it. It's crazy, bro. I honestly, I feel like you should be able to bet on yourself, if anything. You know, it, it sounds like a crime, but 
Nah, cause if you bet on your, you gotta think about it. You if you in the league, you bet on yourself. You heard other money. You heard my money. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, like you heard my money. Like you telling me I'm betting on you to do this, but you like, no, nah, I'm betting on myself. I ain't getting no yardage. <laughs> what? And I got you bet? Nah, nah. Well, I don't know what he's talking about, y'all. Okay. Hey, I was just saying. I guess it depends <laughs> on the position. Cause if you a receiver, bro. You just gonna sit up there and be a demon, be like, bro, pass me the ball, bro. You know what I'm saying? Knowing you gotta get these yards or whatever. But if you a quarterback, you kind of more in control of what's going on. Okay, what's well, one more one more note on this before we go to your next subject. Uh, so you know, I seen something on TikTok about you know Des Bryant. You probably seen it. They've been it's been a lot of people been posting about it. Yeah. And it's when he's last year with the Cowboys, and I he was I, I'm assuming everybody was assuming too that he was speaking on the script thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a game. I can't remember what game they was playing or who they was playing, but he was talking about how he even spoke about it. He said how he knew that it was his last year in Dallas because that game, when they were down, he was asking for the ball. And every play they had, they did not want to give him the ball. Even when he was open, they didn't want to give him the ball. Mm-hmm. He had scored one touchdown. He said, well, since that, he didn't touch the ball that whole game. And, and, and he was like, he was saying how, like, he was saying to the coach and then, like, he was saying during the media, when they was speaking through the media, like, y'all wrong, let them know y'all talk about the wrong thing, this is that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, sometimes coaches probably, you know, ain't going to speak about it because at the end of the day, they trying to get their money to get paid regardless of going to be a winning situation. And and, they, and, they, and you got to ask yourself, like, is the game even fun anymore? Yeah. Like. Well, you know, you know, a lot of that. It's kind of like, uh, I was just thinking, when we talk about betting, these players kind of bet on themselves anyway because when they get these contracts, and it's been, this has been the one year where I realized the commentator said often, uh, it's like, Clowney, he had to get like nine sacks or something like that to get like a $750,000 bonus. You know what I'm saying? So when he had got that that sack, he started celebrating, dancing and stuff. That's still like betting on yourself, bro. That's just, you know what I'm saying. Well, I feel that's like- that's incentives on your contract, but it's it's really no difference than uh, you know what I'm saying. Saying hey, this receiver he needs to get a thousand yards this season. He need X amount of touchdowns or whatever to get this big bonus. You know what I'm saying? They say some money is guaranteed, but the the main money that you really need don't be guaranteed. In your contract, or however they write it out, just because we see this big balloon of a contract that we know this player probably getting paid, he ain't really getting paid that money until he hit them incentives. So you think about it, they could have been hurting Des Bryant's career, you know, hit that season, or whatever, just off the fact that they didn't want to throw him the ball because he needs so many catches to get his money or whatever. Possible, that's a good. That's and a, that's and a good that perspective could have just been taken. Yeah, only. It's, it's hurting Des Bryant, but it's also hurting the team because they're losing. And people are like, oh, why Des Bryant not getting the ball? Because then the next thing they'll say, oh, Des can't get open. Okay, I'm not going to say they've been on themselves. You got to think about it, though. So you tell me, you well, yeah, you tell me if I give you a contract and I say, you know what? You give me 10 sacks, you give me about this much money. Yeah. That's to me, that's motivational. That's just like, it is a motivation. I'm trying to get this money. It is a motivation, but when. Me betting on myself, I know I get 50, 50 uh, yards receiving in this game. That's a motivation, too. But watch this, because you, you brought a light bulb to my head. And I'm a big movie fan. I watch a lot of movies, and a lot of movies relate to a lot of things. And I believe some of my notes. What about the movie, uh, what's the movie with uh, Jamie Foxx? 
playing football. Willie played Willie Beeman. Every, every every given Sunday, whatever. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Remember the scene when he was when uh the best linebacker Lawrence Taylor when Lawrence Taylor was playing that movie. They had him in uh an office and he was they was telling him about his concussion and all that. If he probably take one more hit, he probably die. Yeah. And he was like, if I get one more sack or whatever, I get this million dollar bonus. He was he was he was willing to get that money. Yeah, he didn't care what was on the line. He wanted to get the money. Exactly, but you you see how it relates to the actual NFL and what they do. Yeah, yeah. It ain't never changed. And then, like we were just saying, you know, you throw in the politics of the NFL and the betting that's going on behind the, the scene with with Vegas and stuff. That's impacting the game too. I, and I think a lot of that it goes from the top to the bottom to the refs. It's just like uh, when Dallas, when Dez Bryant had caught that, that pass against the Packers in the NFC uh, playoff game or whatever, and they said it wasn't a catch, but it's clearly a catch, bro. We see bro catch the ball, you know what I'm saying? He never really fumbled the ball in his hand. He fell in the end zone, still had possession of the ball, and then all of a sudden the NFL tried to question what is a catch and what isn't. Yeah, I kind of think that is kind of stupid. You know what I'm saying? I feel like those kind of things are rigging the game because wild out of the blue, you know what I'm saying? After all these years, now all of a sudden we question what a catch is. You know what I'm saying? Like, clearly, bro, if I got two feet in and I got possession of the ball and I ain't fumbling the ball and the ball ain't in the dirt or whatever, that's a catch, bro. It's in my hands. What about what about the well, – let's, let's speak about the Buffalo game when Josh Allen did the fake slide to get the touchdown. I feel like he should be fine for what he did because normally when a player – when a quarterback go down for a fake slide – they not most players don't realize. Oh, I don't want to take a hit. I don't want to hit him because he's about to slide. He did yeah. a face slide and ran for a whole touchdown. But the NFL didn't never say nothing about but, it. But well, on the thing about it, on the thing about that slide though, he got to be touched. If they ain't touch him, then he's not down. No, he didn't. He didn't really slide. Like literally slide. He made it. He went into the motion because I forgot what it was. A college player that did that. He's in the NFL now. And he ain't like so the fuck out that bitch. Yeah. But to, he, he and they, they, they supposedly apparently has stopped that, but apparently like these quarterbacks like getting away with that. Well, yeah, I, like, I do agree. Like, it, it, I think quarterbacks get advantage. A, the the whole thing with defense versus quarterbacks right now, how they protect the quarterbacks is ridiculous. Anyways, I think it is too. How, how they say you can't lunch at the quarterback no more. You 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 got to make sure you keep your hands out his face. Like it's just too many. Rules to follow exactly. in a sport that's going too fast to really be worrying about how I'm going to react and get this guy down. And that's why I say it's all a money game because then what's the point of drafting quarterbacks, having three or four quarterbacks on your roster and not be able to pick up a new quarterback from free agency if you can't hit a quarterback and they going to go down? That's part of the game. What's the, like, this is a business. This is a game. Like yeah. Everything going to take risks. And if you, go, if you got the best team, you get the best coach, and the best coach and the best team is going to win the game regardless of – Who's hurt and who's not? So you telling me the best player cannot get hurt and it can't be touched? Now, don't get me wrong, I do respect the rule of people being, you know, playing safe. But like, we all play the game. We all play the game. Yeah. Those who play the game, we knew the risk. Like, yeah, you knew the risk. And then the crazy thing is, you know, as the game, as you get on a higher level of the game, the rules just get harder. Like from everything that they taught you in Pop Warner to high school. It's totally different to when you get to college mm-hmm. and, and then you get to the pros. Oh, you can't tackle like this no more. You got to tackle yeah. like this. Oh, you can't do this anymore. You got to do it like this. You know, 
it's crazy. And then they fine you for all this extra stuff too. So I don't know, bro. The game, the game is kind of backtracking as far as like going from a gridiron kind of sport to being flag football. <laughs> you know, but I would want to see what it's gonna look like next ten years. To be honest, it's it's it's, it's a good. That's a good question. What is a sport gonna look like? I do not know. But um, to move on from that topic, let's just go ahead and touch on the Texans season a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm really, uh, that's another round of, of applause for the Texans and Danico Ryan and CJ Stroud. What they did. CJ Stroud, bro, going to the Pro Bowl. Uh, thanks to Mahomes going to the Super Bowl. But I feel like CJ should have been in the Pro Bowl either way. You know what I'm saying? He shouldn't have been no reserve. CJ was a top five quarterback this year. As far as race ratios, you know what I'm saying? From uh, TDs to interceptions to yards passed. This dude threw, what, 4,100 yards, bro, this season. Yeah. <coughs> and they still didn't respect what he what he brought to the NFL in year one. And now we're we, uh, we looking at the Texans. You know what I'm saying? We won, what, uh, 10 games, 10-7. We, we, we beat the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. And we lost to the Ravens. And then I would say this. Um, looking at the Ravens game and how we played the Ravens and the score, the game was closer than what the score actually would say. You know, a lot of people was like, oh, Texans just got ran out the house. But when you look at the game, it really wasn't that way. It wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Was there a talent, a talent gap? Yes. But there's been a talent gap throughout the whole season with this team. You know what I'm saying? But now that we got a lot of cap moon and stuff like that, my question is, where's is the Texans going? And, like, what do you think we should aim first for to improve this team? Well, my main thing is, my two main things that I see is wrong with the team. Offense line, defense line. Defense line is not getting any pressure on the quarterback. And the offensive line is giving too many sacks on the quarterback. Yeah. I will want to see us when it comes to free agency before the draft to make some moves for a, another offensive line or a defensive player, a top defensive lineman. And if we're not making no moves in the offseason for that, well, what are we going to draft? Are we going to pick up offensive lineman or are we going to go defensive lineman first? Yeah. Those are the main two things I want to see. Other than that, the linebacker core is, is the third thing I look at. We got we got some decent, solid linebackers, but I feel like we can be greater at that. I feel like decent and okay is not enough. Mm-hmm. We need to be great or better because when I and I you know I not I spoke to you about this when I saw the uh, Browns game we played. I don't I forgot the player name and he was I I feel like. We should get a trade for him because that dude. You talking about the linebacker that got? Uh, got I, know, I know you're talking about, bro. Dude, Every, everybody was talking about. This when guy. I see, when I saw how that dude was playing, I don't know who this dude was, but when I saw how he was playing, he, he got a, he got an interesting last name, so I can't. Yeah, it's, it's very hard, but I see how this dude was hitting the hole, running through the tackle. Dude was reading it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the type of linebacker we need on this team right there. That's gonna put our defense where we need to be at if we don't get the defensive line that we want because. We get a linebacker like that, and our linebackers improve. We get a second line. We get another line, at least good, good, good one pass rushing linebacker with a defense, another defensive line. Defensive line. I feel like our defense can improve big time. Yeah. 
So I would say just looking at like some of the top free agents that's possibly going to be available. A lot of things about this. I really don't like to look into these things too early. I feel like right now it's still kind of early because you don't know who's going to get resigned and stuff like that. But like Chris Jones is a hell of a defensive tackle. I highly doubt the Chiefs let him go. You know, they did just uh, sign him for it like that one year. I think they franchise tagged him after he sat out for like three or four games this season. Mm -hmm. But somebody like Chris Jones or DJ Reader, which was a former Texan, you know, a nose guard like that, I feel like that's what we need to aim at first. Um, the offensive line, I really want us to improve, but the question is where do we really kind of aim for it? Because we gave Tunsil all that money. We gave uh, Titus Howard all that money. And then, I got what's you. up? I'm, I got you. So, two good notes you made on that. that Tunsil and Titus Howard, those two good tackles, they're pretty solid. Titus, not Titus, yeah, Titus Howard, slight injury prone. I feel like he kind of play like a bitch a little bit. <laughs> I'm constant that. But when you when you speak about where exactly with the line, it's got to be like interior. It's got to be guard. I don't think the centers play bad at all. I don't I, think the centers play bad I at agree. all. I, I like I like Juice Scruggs. I feel like he's he's a good uh, pillar to move forward with. But I also like Shaq Mason at, at right guard too. So it's got to be that left guard position. You know what I'm saying? Because we drafted Kenyon Green, and he has not filled the shoes that we, we thought. about that, man. You know what I'm saying? He been, <laughs> he didn't been injured twice. Uh, and then we got Kendrick Green at guard, too, that we traded for. And he was out. So, at that point, it's kind of like like you said, where do, where do we go? Now, I could say this. Drew Scruggs did move over to guard, and he looked good at guard, too. But... He's originally a center, so he might look better at center. We had Patterson that was starting earlier at center, though, that we drafted, and he was looking good until he got injured, too. So we got to get somebody on the interior and hope that he be healthy. So another thing I noticed that I'm going to speak on that is that, okay, so the line gave up sacks. When it came to pressure, they wasn't looking, at the, they wasn't looking when it came to the blitz. They was never aware of that. And also... What I realized, what we need to find, why we need a better line. And I can say we could keep a lot of them if we can. Yeah. But the main pieces. But another thing we need to improve on when it comes to line is also the run game. Because that, that Ravens game, we couldn't even, couldn't even get the run And, and you know what? I think not good at the run, at blocking on the run. Yeah. I, I think I think the uh, they do need to improve on the run game as far as run blocking. But also, I think we need an elite running back. I think we need... I don't think I, I now I like Singletary as a back. So I don't. He's saying. I don't think Pierce is going to be be a Texan in the future. Yeah, we. I know we argued about I, that I, before. Especially I, now, I looking agree, at the, at I this point, he didn't. If you look at it, bro, he didn't even touch the ball in the postseason. If he did, it was like two or three times in the Browns game. I think he touched it. A few. You know what I'm saying? A couple times in the Browns game, the, right? The, game, bro Browns went points. from starting bell cow to. Special teams kick returner, and I now and and I'm really hoping because you know what I'm saying I got this Pierce jersey that's just sitting in the closet. I thought he was really gonna be the man of the future for the Texans, but I'm really hoping that in the off season that you know he can somehow figure out this system, figure out how to reinvent himself as a running back to fit this system. But I highly doubt it because obviously throughout his entire football career he's been playing that that way 
you know what I'm saying, as a downhill runner. So it's easier for him to be traded somewhere where he can be in a power run system and he ain't got to worry about reading holes like the way he has to do in his Texan offense. And then we just go get somebody like Saquon Barkley or something. I feel like um, I feel like a big, it's a big possibility that he can be traded, to be honest. Um, if the Texans not looking to trade their running backs and they're okay with their running backs they have, then most likely we just focus on the main thing, which is the offensive-defensive line. Yeah. But if it comes to a trade with whoever they plan on getting or pursuing a pick, I feel like his name would be thrown into that. And I feel that we can at least, if it comes to, when it comes to a, a pick, we can at least get a fourth round, fifth round pick from Yeah, that's possible. third, maybe, but. I don't think we're going to get the third. I think depends fourth on what teams. Because I can see him being traded to the Titans. They want a nice hard running back who run downhill. Yeah. And they wasn't but, but the thing about the Titans, though, they got Ty J. Spears, and he seemed like he could be a future back. Well, you know, the running ain't no such thing as a real number one running back these days. Other than you got a nigga like Saquon Barkley or, or uh, Christian McCaffrey, Chris McCaffrey or a dude play for the Colts. Uh, I forgot his Jonathan, name. Jonathan Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. But other than that, like I can see him going to. So the let me ask you this: somewhere. Do you think that the Texans will get a free agent running back, or you think they're gonna try to find one through the draft? Probably find one through the draft. It's less money. It's less money to spend. Yeah, you, know, you want a, a top running back, you're gonna have to spend and you good, get some fresh legs, yeah. And you don't, and that's way more better. And I can so I'd rather see they probably take one in the draft. And knowing what I remember, if I remember what our draft is, we got one first round, you yeah. have two third round picks. I'm I'm pretty sure, yeah. And I think we have maybe two fourth rounds. So if they're looking at a running back, it's gonna be within the fourth or the third round. And when it comes to that draft, that first, second, that first and third round pick. I really would like for them to find a pass rusher for the now, first see, round. I'm gonna say this. I that. actually I actually think that the Texans might actually get a veteran edge rusher because Josh Allen's gonna be available. Brian Burns is gonna be available. And I love the way Brian Burns play, bro. Like okay. that boy is elite off the edge and he's quick, he's athletic, like there's other things he can do. Hell, Matabike might be available. You know what I'm saying? He's had a great season for the Ravens. But like I said, all these guys What's these are, guys' ages, though? What? I don't you know. Texas known. Brian Burns like, is pretty young. And uh, and Josh Allen. Dudes. I don't know how old Matabike is, but a lot of these guys are still young. But like I said, them being young, them being talented like that, means nine times out of ten, the team that they playing for going to resign them. They're going to throw them that, that bread, bro. But we got a lot of money, too. So then knowing, we do. Knowing, and nothing is now players look at nowadays. They look at what teams are winning and who, what teams well, have a better and, advantage. And you're right. You're right about Texas that. Did and CJ Stroud, who the man he was, I feel like I really do feel, like, Texas, this, oh, Houston, I feel like this. I feel like this offseason, a lot of players will, will want to come to yeah, Texas. Yeah, Houston, Houston is definitely going to be that destination again. And with us saying that, I see us getting another receiver. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's going to be Mike Evans or uh, 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 Brown from the Eagles or whatever that everybody be, keeps saying, but I do think it's going to be somebody that's going to be able to step in that, that's going to kind of fly under the radar so, and make make impact plays. Because Robert Woods, I think he gone. Noah Brown, gone. And Mechie on his last year. Mechie still got more improved. He did. He 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 did the last two postseason games. He 
made some plays. And like I said, now, like I said, he had to ease his way back in. It was his kind of like still his rookie yeah, year. Yeah, that's it. So we'll see. They they give they gonna give. I feel like they gonna give Messi another chance to see how next year is and how he be with the offense. To be honest, I don't really see them looking too much deep into the receiver core, but they will pick up a receiver though. Yeah. And are those two names you end up putting out? I rather Mike Evans only because I don't like AJ Brown. Attitude. Attitude. And that's what I said. I I had chose Evans, too. See that working well with him comes with Nico Collins and what's his name and trying to become that C.J. Stroud, throwing his energy off and with the team. I feel like Mike Evans would be more of a better fit. And having Mike Evans hit with his height and his size with Nico Collins and having what's his name in that slot would be a good fit. And you still have John Mechie coming in a little bit. And you like you said, Xavier Hutchinson. Mike probably can learn from the, from uh, yeah. one of them or whatever. So, I don't think we're going to be too big on the receiving core like that. I think they're going to be focused more on the, the defensive side and just looking at improving that offensive line. Yeah. That's 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 a big possibility. Um, the one thing I would like them to add to that receiver room, if they could, is add another speedster. Somebody else that can help Tank Dell take the top off of defense. You know what I'm saying? Because if you got two dogs that can do that, bro, that's unstoppable. I feel like I said, Mechie, not really a speedster. He has some speed. He has speed. More like a route runner. I don't, more of a, he's a great route runner. And he was known for that at Alabama. And that's why I feel like he really could have been drafted higher than what a third round pick he was he became. But same time, yeah. like I said, let him let him, like he got his feet wet in the playoffs and that was really a big thing because he made some big plays. And it, he showed what he can do. He showed yeah. what he can do. I feel like he's going to work harder this offseason. And he's going to be a better factor and a bigger name. For the I, team. I hope so. I hope so. Because this is what, year three? Year uh, three. So year, Re- year really, two. year two. Year two. So, and then uh, Hutchinson, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, he improves as well. Because I feel like Hutchinson can really be one of those it kind of receivers. I feel like he can be like a Nico Collins kind of impact player too with, with some more training and stuff like, like that. I feel like Hutchinson's more of a playmaker. Just like you said, like a Nico Collin, they, they playmakers in Michigan. Yeah. And uh, what's the name? Dale. They are. Dale is just a weapon. The speedsters and the route runners. Yeah. And I didn't know. No, I didn't ever watch uh, Dale in college. But before the draft happened, I, you know, I, what I like to do is when I see these drafts, they be having their combine and all that. I like to know you two what they know, what they do. Yeah. And all, all the ones who are the receivers, when I knew we needed a receiver, Tank Dell was somebody that caught my eye in his highlights. I said, man, this guy is somebody we need. I'm like, I want him. And I told you this when I'm doing the draft. I said, I hope we get Tank Dell. We got him. Well, we I, I always been on the Tank Dell hype train. So It came out what I – well, yeah, he's a a, a Cougar fan, so he knew about him more than me. But I saw what I, I – one thing I do have, I have an eye for talent, and I knew that was somebody who can come out. In his first year and be somebody better. Mm-hmm. Now I, he did more than I that I thought, just like CJ Stroud. But yeah, I was right. So um, defense, I, I do feel like we can improve offense too. I, I mean, it's different parts we can improve this team. I guess I want to wrap up this Houston uh, talk with saying, do you think we do enough in the free agency and draft this year? Um, to take like another step forward in the playoffs, or how far do you think we can get next year? Um, I feel that we'll be putting more time in the free agency more than the draft. I don't really see us having too much of a big draft, and if we do 
do if well I'm sorry, if we put more money into our free agency and getting top players mm-hmm. and using our money wisely, knowing we still have a lot of good rookies and good and also Nico Collins have to get paid. CJ Stroud his rookie contract, we ain't worrying about that. Dale in his rookie contract. Mechie still in his rookie contract, gonna be ending soon, but same time he wouldn't have to would have to spend too much money. So mm-hmm. as I'm looking at it, when it comes to money wise, I don't think a lot of players will be getting too much big money. You know, single uh What's quarterback name? Uh, Stingley. Stingley. Showing up. He'll be getting paid soon. He's going to get paid. Uh, it's going to be a lot of get people on the defensive side getting paid, but I don't think we're going to be – I feel like we're going to put a lot more money into the free agency. I feel like, if anything, I could be wrong. and I'm not saying this will be a thing, but it's possible. If we put a lot of money in that free agency, maybe we might trade our first-round pick for another, for another first-round pick for the next year mm-hmm. to have two first-round picks. And get probably like an extra second, get that second round pick. We already got two thirds used. That way, we'll have to spend too much money in the future for these next round for next players, whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't really know how big the draft is when it comes to talent this year. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't evaluated it yet. But you know, I was just thinking about something. Stephen Nelson might not be back because he was on a one year deal and he was already complaining about his contract. So that's a cornerback we might lose. So we might be looking at another corner. That's in possible. free agency, that's possible, and that's that's okay. But I would like to see him back. Just for another, I, I know too. I would do it one I, I year like, again. Bro, I but feel like, like Nelson really balled out. You know what I'm saying? He really did. But, but at the same time, he is a little up in age. Exactly. So it's like you like, don't know if you're gonna get that. Your country, like if I feel like I feel like if he do leave us, I feel like the Texans probably throw a two year deal with him. Maybe like. 15 to 18 million. That's still kind of high for a person getting a two-year nah, deal. I think but, you get one year, bro. Another year. That's it. That's what I'm just saying. But, like, if they really wanted to sign I bring Desmond him, King back, put him back at the nickelback, and go get another corner if Nelson don't want to, you know, bargain with us. But yeah. that's just me. And then the same thing, I, I would say the same thing about, uh, I don't know how many years, what's the face out on his deal, uh, of top at the safety position. Um, Ward. Oh, not Ward. Okay. Talking about Ward, because uh, he had been injury prone. But when he did play, he played pretty good. But I probably would look for an upgrade there too. Mark my words, Texas is gonna have one of the top free agencies this year because because it's a, me it's as a, a player, and I wouldn't look, I wouldn't leave a team. I want to go to and I see how this rookie did and how well and poised he was. Definitely, if I was a player who played against him, mm-hmm. I want to go. I want to. I want to go somebody out there that look like a leader. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going and CJ Stroud is definitely looking like that. Looking like so, that. I think I think the Texans. I'm gonna be honest, bro. I think we probably win about ten more games because. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't never answer that question. Because um, looking at the schedule, like they got a tough schedule. I should have brought you the schedule. Up. Oh, damn, we can we can look they, we can talk about that next episode. Yeah, know you know cool. what I'm saying? I didn't know they already put it out. Yeah, it's a, they got they got the schedule out, and the Texans got a top five tough schedule, bro. For real, we got how many prime times? They haven't said how many prime times we got, but we do play the Cowboys next season ah. on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. we play the Ravens again. I think we play the Bills again. Well, I said again, we didn't play the Bills this year, but we play the Ravens again, the Bills, uh, the Chiefs. We play the Packers. Them some of the, the teams that I can remember off the top of my they head. Put, they put the Packers in there because with what they doing this year, they yeah, want to see these two young quarterbacks you know, it, roll it out. We already know what it it's is. It's gonna be man. interesting. It's a, money, bro. it's a money thing. It's gonna be interesting. But yeah, I, I'm gonna look at that after this. Stay fly or get fly like a true connoisseur. 
by getting the Houston Sports Connoisseur apparel shop now for 10% off. So, the move on from the Texans to get to the NBA so we can close out this episode. Uh, one thing I want to talk about, you know, the, the Lakers had knocked off the uh, Celtics the other night. And, you know, the Celtics had had a big win streak at home. Like, they had won, like, I think, like, 20-some games or something at home, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Lakers came in there and knocked them off without LeBron and AD playing in the game. So now there's all this hype talking about, oh, if the Lakers go make this trade, you know what I'm saying, and, and get somebody, the, the Lakers will be primed to make a championship run. Bro, the Lakers is, like, 10th in the damn NBA oh, right now, God. bro. And they talking about one little trade. They number nine. They number nine in the NBA right now at 25, 25 at 500. They talking about one little trade going to boost this team up to get to the to the uh, the finals possibly and to the playoff race. What you think about that? Uh, I, I want to say something on that because I'm, I'm so tired of hearing this. And it's going to go towards the NFL as well, what I'm about to say. Can we please stop? Glorifying the Lakers and the Cowboys, like these team, like come on, like yeah, they won these multiple championships, but these team, these dudes who done it like twenty years ago, yeah, okay, Lakers won what championship? What four years ago? Whatever. Yeah, I put an asterisk next to that one. But like other than that, like can we stop glorifying the Lakers? Like they're not the best. They haven't been the best team in the NBA since Kobe Bryant. Yeah, they won some bullshit during the, the Kobe shit. Now, I don't really count that as an actual championship. That's what I'm saying. But they bro. won it. It is what it is. But they haven't really been a great team since Kobe and Paul Gasol was, you know, the man. Yeah. And when they had uh, Derek Fisher. Like, come on. Like, can we stop going final? Can we put some other teams up top? Yeah. I'm tired of hearing ESPN with these watered down bro, Lakers. Every... Lakers, <laughs> Lakers shit. Bro, Stephen A. and all them, bro. They like, just all over it, bro. Please. So, this the other. I don't watch that shit when they say that. This the other thing they were saying. Uh, they were saying LeBron might be better off being traded from the Lakers. I heard that shit. And you know he's Stephen A. is a Knicks fan. He was like, "Oh, trade him to the Knicks. We gonna make a championship. Get you to the finals, bro." <laughs> Knicks ain't going to no finals with Knicks no LeBron, don't have bro. The, the, they don't have the Jalen Brunson and uh, Jalen Brunson not even a true point guard. You know why I say that? Because wow. I got, I betted on this man yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I betted this man for seven, for eight assists. The man ended the game with one assist. That's obviously what's his name wasn't playing. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm, yeah. obviously I'm yeah, Julius Randle ain't been he, playing. Yeah, he wasn't playing. So you know, I thought about it. I'm thinking about it. Otherwise, I'm looking at my best. I'm like, okay, I see you. I didn't know he was playing. I didn't know he was wasn't. I, I didn't know he was injured. So yeah. I realized he wasn't playing. So I'm like, okay, they playing tough. They still in the game. He's scoring all his points. I'm like, okay, you're scoring all the points, bro. But at the end of the day, you got to get your teammates involved. Bro, I don't think nobody on that team had over five assists. Yeah. I seen a, I seen one of the centers with four assists. I'm like, how the hell he leading assists on the team? <laughs> I'm hey. like, where is the leadership in, in, on the team? Like, the I, points I, doesn't I matter think... if, you ain't, if, you're not play, if you're not getting the team involved, you're not being a point guard player, forget about having getting their teammates involved, players play as as I look at basketball nowadays, it's all about about the player. They don't play to get the team involved. It's not it's not That's because that's because everybody wanna be Kobe and Jordan, bro. They wanna be 
the dominant dog, but everybody ain't got it like that. I say for real, the only per the only the only guard, and I probably be looking at another one. I can't really remember right now, but the main guard I actually look at right now that's that's actually playing like guards, Tyrus Halliburton. Like the dude gets the team involved. He gets the team involved. He still put the points. He don't need to put up too many points, but he had the players. He needs to get the you no know, for them to win games, and they don't have the best players like that. They got Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill, yeah, he's, he's falling. He fell. He, Buddy Hill, he's falling off. Yeah, he's he falling <laughs> off. And he, I mean, I bet on this man one game, and I barely, I barely even bet on it, bro. This nigga had three points the whole game. He's supposed to get fourteen or <laughs> uh, 12, 11 points. I'm like, how the hell you can't get that? Cause, I forgot who they was. Because all he could do is shoot threes. That's it. But but the whole point is Tyrese Halliburton. He gets them. Involved, he put them in a position where they can yeah. score, and that was well, that's why they win games. And when they was when he wasn't playing, they wasn't winning games. But yeah. other than that, that's what make a team. That's what make a game when you got the right point guard who can put your team in the position. Well, I think we can we can definitely uh, agree to say that Van Vliet is a true point guard because if anything, he he definitely get his team involved. He's been doing that since since he been with Rock, and I can say that too as well. You know what I'm saying? But he also know how to take over a little bit. Well, he needs and bust some shots. Well, he needs to. But I mean, these last couple games, that boy been letting me down. I don't know what he been doing. But he it been getting, he been getting his assists though. Yeah, it happens. You know what I'm saying? He been getting his assists. Uh, the the talk about you know what else going on in the NBA. Um, we could just go ahead and say Western Conference, Minnesota still at the top. Oklahoma City Thunder, Shea Gilgis, bro, is still balling out crazy. Um, the Clippers is actually. Probably the dark horse team, or I wouldn't even say dark horse, but the team to probably make the NBA Finals right now, in in my in my book, because they they got the weapons to do so. Um, the Nuggets, I think they're gonna be a first round exit. So, <laughs> I, I think so. Depending, like if they play the Kings, bro, I don't know, because Kings been playing pretty solid basketball. You know, if they gonna have that matchup four or four and five, bro, I, I could see the Kings probably pulling some off. De'Aaron Fox been playing crazy. Uh, the Suns really been letting letting everybody down. You know, ever since they made that trade and they got uh Bill and stuff, ain't none of that really worked out for them. But they Bradley Bill ain't been insane since. Damn, who Bradley Bill used to play for before the, he ended up going to Washington? He always played for them. He always played for them. Man, he's I don't know. Something about Bradley Bill be throwing me off. Like I used to see this man shoot lights out. I'm with be John honest, bro. With John I, I think I think the Suns made a move a little too late for Bradley Bill. I think they probably like a year or two off. Nah, about three or four years off. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, when Damn, when when, when John, yeah when he was hooping like really hooping when he just started putting up thirty or forty point games that was about three or four years ago, bro. That's when they should have got him. That's when any other team should have got him. But he only did it for the money, so he stayed with, with the Wizards. He ain't doing the win. He, he did it for the money. Well, I think the Suns might be out of there too. Pelicans. Now the Pelicans is a team you got to watch out for. If Zion can stay on the floor, if that's a big if, because uh, the Rockets just played him the other, played them the other night, and they still lost without Zion, which was highly disappointing. But uh, Zion on the floor, bro. Pelicans is a dangerous team. Man, I I I haven't watched too many games. I I didn't watch a couple games this year, but. I have. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't see not one game in New Orleans, but from what I know from New Orleans and who they have, they won't make it past the second round, even though they do win the first round. <laughs> Pelicans ain't got that dominant. They ain't got that type of man. Other than Zion, but like I said, he ain't. 
he ain't never been healthy, so you can't really say he's going to be the game changer because he's not healthy enough to play the game. Well, I'll say this, bro. And I don't think he's taking the game as serious as he wants. The one year that Zion is healthy, everybody better watch out. Yeah, I can agree with that. But I don't, he he's young. He and he don't really he he's been he played he played at well he played like a grown man, but he act like a kid. What what twenty two twenty three years old? Something like that. Like he's not he's not serious about the game. If he was serious about the game, he would be get more his healthy, weight, get, get his, his weight, weight down, <laughs> stop letting these women get in the way of his money and get in the way of how the way he plays his game. Like he young. Yeah, we he won't probably see the real Zaya until about he about twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, we might be too late by that time. <laughs> That's all. You might be too late, bro, because that boy can't get that weight under control. Shit, ain't no telling what Zion ain't gonna be like in about three, four years. But I want to speak on uh, one one particular team, the Clippers. You say they'll probably be a conference championship team. They can, they can make it, bro. Man, I don't know. Like, yeah, I see the record. The record, all all records can fool you. Mm-hmm. But I don't really see them, boy. I see them leaving out the second round. I don't see them going no further. I don't, I don't see it. Well, let's just say today, if they played in the playoffs, they'll be playing the Suns. You think the Suns can beat the Clippers? I don't think so. Possible. It's possible that Durant so. and Booker can do something. But I believe so. Booker in the playoffs is a different man. Kevin Durant, that dude, man, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Kevin Durant. Because <laughs> he ain't the same Kevin Durant. Obviously, he's up in the age, but at the same time, the old Kevin, the young Kevin Durant used to be pulling up on a three easy. This dude don't take threes like that no more. Yeah. yeah I don't think you realize that. He don't shoot threes no more. He I ain't threes. really watched the Suns like that, bro, to, to really like analyze them. But you go back to OKC Kevin Durant. Dude yeah. used to be pulling up, shooting threes. His, his midi game fade. I will, fade nah, I will, I will agree, like. Looking at KD, you know what I'm saying, over the years, he was more dominant in, in Oklahoma City. But we could say the same about Westbrook, too. You know what I'm saying? And some of that, like you said, could just be youth. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think when he was in OKC, him and Westbrook had a different mindset on how they wanted to be dominant within the game. But they was also youthful. You know what I'm saying? But Durant game should have translated – for him to be even more dominant as a shooter at this point in his career than Westbrook because Westbrook was always more athleticism going to the basket and trying to dunk on your ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I agree with, you, with what you're saying, though, about Durant. He his game down very, very much. He wasn't really hungry since that champ, since he won his championship with Golden State. And the Golden State, Kevin Durant, finals. I'm talking about Kevin Durant go to state finals. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. was the last time you seen this man be aggressive and take control because he was calling for the ball. The ball, but see, on the I, I think I think the one thing about that that finals Kevin Durant is that there was really nobody out there. It wasn't enough players out there to really guard all that that they had, bro. They had so many people that could shoot the ball, and then you had Durant, who was just truly the X factor. So. For him to call for the ball, it, it just kind of made the game easy for him being in OKC. And that's why they really just, I mean, not OKC, but Golden State. And that's why they really just won that championship. It wasn't it wasn't nobody out there really to guard that after you had to guard Clay and Steph and, and then try to double up on somebody to slow somebody down. I, and, and now you look at Golden State, though. Them boys is, what, 12th place in the 
in the Western Conference. I seen this uh this video about Clay Thompson the other day, how he how he used to be able to, you know, call for the ball and stuff, and he used to be automatic all the time. Mm-hmm. Now he call for the ball, he be out there missing all the time. And then all the fans be reacting, be like, ooh, like, oh, like, damn, Clay, like. Well, well we know it. With Clay, I, well, to be honest, I can't but I can't but comment on Clay other than maybe his age and maybe that injury really just messed him up overall. And having that one year away from the game messed him up. But he played last year, full year. But, you know, Clay had two, two knee injuries. I think he had it on both knees. Oh. Uh. Okay, that's a little different. So yeah, maybe it's the injury that probably got him that threw his jump is, shot off. I guess. I mean, but let's speak on Draymond Green. Dude, come back from suspension and act the same fucking way, bro. We knew can it was gonna just, happen. We they, knew it was gonna happen. Can the Golden State Warriors finally take accountability and say we're done with hey, him? And I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. When Golden State say they done with Draymond Green, Draymond Green is gonna be done in the NBA. We know. I know that. And to be honest, like uh, with Clay Thompson, he he might find one more or two more destinations outside of Golden State. I say Dallas. That that's possible. I could see him in a Dallas uniform playing with uh with uh Luca mm-hmm. and, and, and Kyrie. They need somebody like that right now. Shooter, yeah, yeah. Because to be honest, Dallas been in the AC right now. I feel like they're they're uh. Underachieving, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Lucas should be at least about fourth seed, bro, with Kyrie right now. But them other players they got ain't gonna get them there because it's Dallas and nobody Dallas wants to play yeah, there. Dallas ain't been picking up nobody. Nobody want to, like you said, nobody want to play there. And I'd be surprised if Luke even stay there that long. And he's probably a loyal young dude, so he's probably gonna stay there for another three to four years. Yeah, but I would hate for him to do that. But same time, I will. I can see Clay Thompson being that being that piece for them. But also, um, you know, at this point where you saying go to state being twelfth in the in the conference right now and being twenty twenty four, would you think the owners should say right now, okay, we had our fun, we need to break this team up, start looking towards Honestly, the future, start trading yeah, our players, bro. like because at this point of the season, I think last year they was what they they made it far though, right? Last year they 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 made the first round they they went to playoffs but they yeah. didn't they didn't go past the first round I don't believe yeah so last year they they made it far and they just won a championship with when they win a championship with a year Shit. or two ago who won last year who won last year that was Denver Denver so the year before that was Milwaukee it was Milwaukee the year before that yes I don't know mm-hmm. I don't yep, know Milwaukee it, I okay. remember that's when Suns and then was battling, and I was going for the Suns, but that's when Giannis won. Then Denver won. So um, the third that year before that, I don't, I don't remember, but it okay. could have been Golden State that year before, before after Milwaukee. Yeah, it had to be Golden State at some point recently, like the last two or three years. Golden State won, but yeah, like you said, at this point, I feel like Golden State should break that up, bro, because like, like we looking at they're, they're twelfth in the NBA. They're not going to get much better at this point. I think we're far enough into the season to see what kind of team they are. They're an older team at this as well, so it's not like they got some young dogs that's going to get better throughout the season. We've seen what Curry can do. We've seen what Clay can do, and he's not going to get back to the point where Clay was three, four years ago. And uh, Draymond is just on a decline, and you know he's going to keep doing doing Draymond stuff. 
One thing I wanted to say about that real quick on the Draymond. I feel like that dude has a real mental issue that he needs to be checked on. Because when this dude be falling and he get these calls and he be doing these little face emotions, maybe he just be tripping. Like, yeah. I, really, I really feel like something's wrong with something mentally in his head. It's possible. You know what? Now is a good time to talk about uh, mental issues, drug issues, and things like that. Oh, man, yeah. So, look, bro. <laughs> uh, you know, I Uber sometime. And um, two, two nights ago, I picked this dude up in Galveston. Uh yeah, I got I was all the way in Galveston. I picked this dude up from a fire station and um he had called me before I got there and he was like telling me he was at the fire station, which was not the actual starting point for me to actually pick him up at. So I just heard him talking to like the fire people with a fireman or whatever and um he was telling them that yeah, I got an Uber coming to pick me up, you know. And stuff like that. And they were saying, asked him about some medication, what medications he had taken or whatever the case may be. He said it was something due to his heart or whatever. You know, but he was just trying to see where I was at. So I was like, yeah, man, I'll be there in 10 minutes, whatever. I get there. Uh, when I accepted the call, I mean, the uh, the Uber ride, I, I had some people in the car. I was dropping them off in Galveston at the time. So I didn't get to see where I was actually taking this guy to. But the thing prompted, it said $68. So I'm like, hell yeah. Take him. Get this $68. I'm like, yeah. I accept it. I get there. He walking towards the car. He's like, yeah, bro, we're going to Beaumont. <laughs> <laughs> so, no way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to take him from Galveston to Beaumont, bro. That's 100 some miles. Did you take him? He was in the car. So, I mean, because I was like, man, I guess, you know. That's crazy. So... He get in the car, and I was like, yeah, you know, how your night going, bro, whatever, you know. He's like, man, these people got me under attack. They trying to take my soul. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, whoa, bro. So I'm driving. I'm already thinking, like, damn, bro, I'm going to have to drop this dude off. <laughs> you know, I was already tripping because it's yeah. Beaumont. But I didn't know I was going to Beaumont until he came out to the car, and I hit the thing and start to trip, and he said something. So, he in the car, you know what I'm saying? We we going from Galveston headed towards, uh like, Baytown area and stuff to, to catch I-10 to go east. And um, along the ride, bro, he started grunting and stuff, like, making noise. Like, <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 don't kill me, don't kill me. And all that. I'm like, bro, like, I asked him, I said, hey, bro, you good? And he's like, no. And I was like, you don't want to go to a hospital or a police station or something? like I'm trying to get you some help. He's to my nah, he don't feel safe going to a place like that. He want to be going to where destination is in Beaumont, where he'll feel safe. I'm like, all right. So we keep riding and stuff. And then uh, he asked, he said, hey, man, can I turn on the light in the car? I was like, yeah, sure. Dude, look at his stuff. I'm looking in the mirror. He, he look at his stuff, and then he just like, Rolls down the window and throw his bag out the out the window while I'm driving, and then I would kept driving. I would, I would even I would even care. I would, yeah, that's all you know. What I'm saying I just kept driving. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I was like, okay, like so. Then like nigga, at some point he did that grunt shit again. He yelled. I'm like, whoa, like bro, like like what's going on? You know what I'm saying? And then he he's like talking about somebody in the back seat with him and all that. And I asked him, I was like, man, did you take a drug or 
somebody slip you something, he told me he don't know. So it sounds like somebody did or you didn't took something or something. I don't know. So, so we get further down the road and he has to turn the light on again. This time he throws his jacket out the window. So I'm like you're getting close being naked in your car, bro. So So you know what I'm saying? At this point, I look back there, he got this look on his face, he's looking all confused, looking at his hands and all that. I'm like, like, bro, like, I don't know what's going on. So and you know what I'm saying? I just keep driving. I'm like, man, I hope I can make it for this next half hour and a half. I just didn't see it. To be honest, I did not see it. I was like, man, I don't think we're gonna make it. Now with this dude, you know, acting the way he acting, but I tried to get him help. I tried to, you know, take him somewhere he didn't want to go. But then, then he asked to go to the gas station. So I was like, sure, you can go to the gas station. I'm catching you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. So when he said that, we was uh, crossing. It was 146 and like a, a exit or whatever. I was going to get off. He's like, no, 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 don't get off right here. Don't get off right here. I'm like, oh, bro, like, what's going on? He said, you want to go to the gas station? And so he's like, nah, just keep going. And then I said another gas station. It was like two trucks driving, and they were driving crazy. And uh, and I was about to stop. He's like, no, don't stop right here. Them trucks scaring me. I'm like, what? I'm like, At that point, I was like, I pulled over and get, pulled my gun so, out, bro. You got <laughs> so I'm like, man, let me just keep driving. And it's like, I didn't want to put him out like that because... I didn't want him to be thinking that I was going to kill him or whatever. Because he's already, don't kill me, don't kill me. You know what I'm saying? But I, I did have a plan that I was going to, I was looking for a police station or a hospital or something. Drop this dude off at, bro. You know? But then he asked for the gas station again. And it was like right before I-10 and 146, I dropped this dude. Or I stopped and dropped him off at a uh, Exxon. As soon as he got his stuff, bro. Out of the car, I looked back, make sure he had nothing valuable, and he went to the gas station, and I left him. <laughs> I left him, and I complete, I hit complete trip, <laughs> and I called Uber and told them about that dude, man. Yeah. But anyway, bro, to summarize all that up, man, I just want to say, bro, mental issues is, is serious. You know, mental health is serious. People stay away from drugs or whatever the case may be, and watch your friends. Don't let nobody slip your drinks or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Because stuff like that can happen and they can really fry your brain and you'll never be the same. Because the dude wasn't disrespectful or anything like that, but he was really on something. He knew he wasn't right and he really needed help. And I don't know if he was probably belonging to a psych ward or something like that in the past, but I really hope that he made it to wherever he was trying to go, but he just could not make it with me. I don't play about my drinks, bro. I remember being in Colorado, man. Nothing, nothing bad happened to me. I'm just saying, just a little short thing. Had a drink. I had a uh, friend in a bar, me, whatever. Or I bought it, can't really remember. And I know, like, damn, if I finish this drink, I know I'm about to be really fucked up. Because I'm already kind of slightly fucked up right now. Yeah. And when I decided to go on a dance floor, I'm going to let it spend the club. I put my drink down. I went on the dance floor. When I came back, I didn't ever touch the drink. I'm like, nah, that drink, my drink been sitting right there. I don't yeah, know bro, like, if, if you put that drink down, you should never go back to it. <laughs> Regardless, but I, also, but I remember I also seen a TikTok. A uh, woman, a uh, a girl, actually ended up catching a guy putting some of her drink on camera. Like she had her camera right there. She had a drink, and the dude was doing something. Like, I think him and his friend, he had like literally put some in her drink, and she caught it. But she also saw it too at the same time. She looked, and she walked away. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. 
Yeah. People do stuff like that, bro. And you be messed up like old boy and you never know where you at or what's going on and you know what I'm saying? They try to take advantage of you or whatever the case may be. Gotta watch out in these streets. Um but back to the basketball, Eastern Conference real quick. Boston still running the NBA, Milwaukee right there. You know what I'm saying? They made their little changes at at head coach was crazy. It ain't, ain't working out for him. Uh New York Knicks balling. LeBron ain't gonna help them get to no NBA championship. Uh if they made a trade. And Cleveland the, Cleveland is right where I thought they, they should be. I would like to see Spider Mitchell make that move. Cleveland ain't going nowhere as long as they have fucking Jerry Allen, nigga. Sorry. <laughs> you must have made a bet on him. <laughs> that dude. That dude is sorry. <laughs> and then uh the Sixers they just lost Joel Embiid once again. He got a torn meniscus or something. Hopefully, uh, he can see the floor soon or they figure it out. I'm going to comment on that real quick. Of course, that was going to happen. The dude been doing it since last year. That's why I always said they would never go anywhere with Embiid. Only for fucking one reason. The dude always need the ball in his hand. And I would never forget the play when I'm watching this game. And this one, James Harvest playing with them. Mm-hmm. And be posted up and literally give me the ball, give me the ball. Nobody just averages 35, 32 points a game as a big man. If you just call for the ball, like at this point, bro, you're really just stat chasing. It's all you're doing. You're not, yeah, you, y'all winning games, you 30 and 17, but you're stat chasing at this point. And at the same time, they ain't building shooters around him. And the same time, they, that's why no, really nobody really want to play for six if you think about it. Because Embiid wants the ball. He believes he needs the ball in his hand. And for a person who's doing the average that many points, I know he's going to get hurt eventually. Like, bro, you're, well, you're doing the same thing. I mean, thing in, 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 his own, in his own defense, every superstar player like that always wants the ball and needs it from the jump, from the start of the play. You think about it like Kobe. Only only player, bro, only player that you could think of. I know he's not a... Not a uh well I mean LeBron LeBron is the only superstar that ever been at that level to never really just call for the ball right away. Well, as he got older though he has, but he you know LeBron if he get the ball nine times out of ten he probably gonna dish it back out. But somebody like Kobe or Shaq or some bro the ball go to Shaq bro <laughs> it ain't coming back. But as a big man bro like no okay but he that kind of big man though. But I mean, he do got Tyrese Maxey, who's yeah, really Tyree been Maxie, making you know he's elevations levels. What I'm saying is, if you got shooters around you and you know you have shooters around you, which I know they don't have shooters around. The only people, only shooters who really have is Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris, and Tobias Harris really not even that great of a shooter. He's not yeah. the same player as he used to be. But same time, I'm just saying like if they build the team around him with shooters. You can't ask for the ball all the time because true. these players has to get their game going and need to get hot. And you keep just calling for the ball because you got this. You got this. This matchup. That matchup not gonna happen every fucking game. Yeah, you gotta let your team get involved, and that's why the Sixers would never go nowhere with him. Not saying he's a bad player. He's not. He's selfish to me. I feel and be the selfish. I mean. But like I said, bro, that, that also kind of plays into the one flaw that every superstar has. They're selfish. You got to be selfish. You gotta, that's, that's, that's nothing wrong with As a big man, bro, like knowing how this game is, that's not going to work anymore, bro. So, 
if you was the coach, how would you run run the ball? Because Embiid is the superstar player. He's the best player on that team. You gonna always run through Maxi and then Embiid? No, I would. Or would you you rather would, go would, through Embiid and expect him to pass the ball out? I would want Embiid don't take no more than make attempt no more than eighteen to twenty field goals. I would want want him to focus more on rebounding, dishing the ball out when he can to get the players open. Definitely, if I know teams are crashing in on you and they're zoning to where to making sure that you don't get inside as you want to. Yeah. Use your passing skills, get them out deep. Or I would want I would try to make it work around to where make him work on his three point game. We know he can hit a three point. He's not great at it, but I feel like it's one thing he could have been better in his game using the three point as an advantage to open up his game or open up the, to spread the floor. Mm-hmm. But they, they don't never never did. Then I feel like that's one reason why I hardened up because. The ball had to always go bro. through him. Yeah, I don't get no hard. I don't care. I'm not a hard. I, I I still like. I'm not a hard fan as I used to be. But I'm just saying, like that way, his that style doesn't work. It wins games, but it doesn't win championship, bro. Yeah, I mean, you 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 pretty much right about that, and and it's probably gonna take a specific kind of player to like really match up with Embiid, yeah. uh, plus Tyrese Maxey. You know what I'm saying? But I, I feel like that Tobias Harris, uh, him being there, I feel like that's kind of dead, and they probably need to kind of move on from uh, Harris and get somebody else in in that Sixers uh, uniform. Also, I, also, I want to speak on the Heat real quick. Just a little quick short thing. The Heat need to dismantle the whole team. They're not a championship team anymore. I feel like what I've been, I ain't seen a couple games just because I had not been on it, and yeah. I didn't watch how they was playing. I'm like, man. They they slut they have not been shooting well from the three at all. When they're down, they can't come back. Bam Adebayo is having a good season, but they're not winning games. They've been losing more games than they've been winning right now. And Jimmy Butler, it's not the same Jimmy Butler three three or two years ago. I yeah. feel like Jimmy Butler's superstar status is downgraded and watered down because he doesn't take advantage. He doesn't. Take control. He just looked like he just laid back, taking the money, just playing the game as it is. Well, I, I would say this about Butler. Well, one, he's getting older. Two, Butler, the one thing that stood out about Butler game that has hindered him from getting a ring, and I'll be too, told, I'll be totally honest about it, it is his offense. You know what I'm saying? He, he's a great defender, but his offense is really trash. Yes, it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Dude doesn't attempt three threes a game. There's there's nothing about his offense that someone when they when they got a matchup against Jimmy Butler to be really worried about and be like, man, Jimmy Butler got a great drive game or Jimmy Butler got a a a great mid range game. It's it's not really there. You know what I'm saying? He could do some some things, but it's nothing to say that Jimmy Butler is really dominant in, and that's the reason why Jimmy Butler has not got a ring. Uh, him being the number one player on that team that they really depend he's on. Not a number one, he's like a number two now. Out of bio is really the number one. Yeah, I agree. And and the only thing that could really truly help that team is a true score. And the the one shot they had at the ring was uh last year or was it last year? Was, yeah, yeah last, last last year. So last year they had uh they had they they run, I but um. Yeah, but what's the face? Them. He ain't yeah. with them no more. Yeah, dude was hurt. So their sh- their main shooters was hurt. So that's that's what kind of hurt the Miami Heat. 
But they right there, bro. And, and you also got to think about this, though. The one thing, Miami Heat was, what, like an eight seed or something last season? They, yeah. yeah, that was in the play-in. So, you really never know what, what might happen by the time postseason come around. They might turn something around and get it going again. But it will be crazy for them to dismantle this team, though, because they just went to the finals last year. I don't see it. I feel like they should have – Miami should have been had a whole different coaching staff. And, like, I feel like – Bro, Eric Spolcher ain't going nowhere, bro. He's been there all these years. They've been winning with him. He ain't going nowhere. But to turn the page on to the Rockets real quick. Done here. Um, Rockets, man, you know, they've been playing good and they've been playing bad. And – I'm going to start with the Portland game. Portland, they should have definitely beat. I mean, the Rockets should have definitely beat Portland. Rockets was at home. They let this this bottom feeder team, you know, hang around and defeat them in overtime. And this is goes to say that the Rockets have not done well in overtime throughout the season. Um, the Charlotte game was a win that they supposed to have. They took the dub. Brooklyn was another game. They let Brooklyn hang around and didn't defend well. And lost the game to Brooklyn in Brooklyn. Rockets, yet again, we're still having the same uh, scenario, same story. The Rockets have not been good on the road yet. And they need to figure out a way to start getting more wins on the road. Because this is disappointing. I like the win against the Lakers. Um, LeBron, AD, they all played. And the Rockets handled them throughout the game. The Rockets was actually up by like 30 points on the Lakers, bro. So... That's why I laughed when they said, oh, the Lakers beat Brook, I mean, beat uh, Boston, and now they just a player away from probably making a real run. Come on, bro. I don't care if LeBron and AD didn't play. That team is not ready for that. They done. They are done. And to me, LeBron needs to go ahead and be done, too, with his career. Uh, New Orleans, Rockets got handled against New Orleans, and that was a, a game that I thought the Rockets might have a shot in, you know. But to look into the future, um, Toronto, Minnesota, Indiana, Toronto again, and Atlanta are the next five games for the Rockets. And where do you see this Rocket team going? Well, I see them going. I don't see us making the playoffs. You don't? I don't. Um, I'm going to keep it short and simple. The Rockets lack defense and we lack shooters mm-hmm. that is the two biggest keys right there we have a okay team just like how we spoke on the texas and about what their struggles is we have a okay team but yeah. what we lack is playmakers real shooters in defense i feel like just throwing it out there i feel like for example, we had a Jalen Brown on the team. I feel like they didn't improve our defense way more better with Dylan Brooks on defensive side. Yeah. Now, when it comes to shooters, I can't really throw too many names out there right now because I don't want to. I just don't want to be saying too much of anything. But I feel like if we can put some shooters on our team, our team is so young, and I understand that's why we're not really winning games. But something's gotta something's gotta change, like. I like Sagoon. Sagoon gonna stay. I I rather him stay. Jalen Green needs to go. I don't care if he had a thirty seven point game. Green been playing game. good, bro. I don't care, bro. The dude needs to go. Let us go. Let <laughs> it go. We need a shooter. I don't know, man. We need a shooter. Green need to go. 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really feel like this team is missing shooters missing like that. Shoot, bro. We I mean, they could use another score to come off defense. the bench, but I like what Cam Whitmore is doing. He's doing it consistently right now. We get Tari Eason back. I feel like we'll be all right. But the one thing that we're really missing, and I thought that they hit right, was this trade with Stephen Adams. But then come to find out, Stephen Adams is not even healthy. So we traded Oladipo. And three second rounders for Steven Adams. We did that? That's what it was? Yeah. And and, and we got Steven Adams who can't even play this season. So, you know, initially I was like, oh man, great trade. This is is great for the Rockets because it fills that one big void. Interior defense, which we're lacking. Because Sengun obviously does not have any interior defense. But when we made that trade and we got an an injured player again... What was the purpose? So Rockets, you what tell me. Purpose? Where, where are we going with that trade? Two seconds. We gave up two. What years? I don't know, but it's three seconds and three. Oladipo. Why would we get Oladipo again if we had him before? Then won him and gave him gave him back. Like then- Oladipo was just was just uh, somebody they threw in on that on that one deal that they did. I forgot who they had okay, traded. The get for Oladipo and get a Steven Adams, which who's up in age and could be retiring maybe next no, year. No, Adams only 30. Oh, really? I thought that dude was older than that. Nigga seemed like he'd been around for like 10, 15 <laughs> he years. He did, but I looked like, him up. When I, I looked him up, he, he's only 30. I thought dude about like 36. So that's why I was thinking. I was honest. thinking, I was like, man, Adams, that's a good, a good get. But when I found out he couldn't play this year, I'm like, what was the purpose? You know what I'm saying? Y'all, what they made a trade for next season? Man. What the Rockets like is spending fucking money. They never been big on spending money since James Harden was there. And I feel like I don't know if they spent so much money and did so much and did bad with having trying to reconstruct their team around him to where they probably could be in the cap hole. I don't know that for a fact because I don't pay attention mm-hmm. to the Rockets and what they're doing like that. But like they need to learn. They gotta spend some money. They gotta. They gotta spend money. Like, yeah, we trying to build with these young players, but we're not. We haven't really been picking well ever, really, in the yeah. draft in a long ass time. So, like, is it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't, I'm, I'm gonna say this. You know, I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking about where the Rockets at right now. You know, as far as the team and stuff. And then I looked at the Texans. Basketball is easier. To rebuild, you know, in as a team and be competitive. And the Texans and the Rockets pretty much were sorry at the same time. Like they lost, they lost, they they shine around the same time and went through the same grind to try to get better at the same time. And to say that the Texans is a year ahead of the Rockets and all of that turmoil, you know, what I'm saying to go to the playoffs is pretty ridiculous. A year Look, ahead. They're a year ahead. I get a little more in a year ahead. I get probably five so, years ahead of them right now. <laughs> you know what I think? The, <laughs> damn. Shit. I mean, I, maybe, bro. Maybe I don't know. You're getting a little too nice right there. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. They're a year ahead as far as making the playoffs. I think if the Rockets miss this year, the Rockets is most definitely should make it next year. Just based off of cap money and, I I and uh, talent. I would love to see that. I, ain't had, I haven't been happy for the Rockets since 2020, I believe, when they 
could have made. And they made the little bubble. Yeah. No, that was no. Oh, that's, when they, that they, was 2018, bro. When okay. they was when they could have made the final. Okay. 2020 is when they was in that bubble and okay. James Harden them when that and they had uh Westbrook and they didn't do shit against okay. the Lakers. Yeah. So it wasn't 2020. So it was 2018 when they played against Golden State. I haven't been a Rocket. Well, I am a Rockets fan, but I haven't been supporter of the Rockets since then. Because since then, I don't know. We just been downhill with, yeah. with the organization. Yeah. So yeah. the Rockets is fumbling the bag and. Man, hopefully they can get on uh, the right track. Maybe they need to uh, call the Houston Cougars because the Houston Cougars are number four in men's basketball and they continue to dominate these good, uh, solid schools. They just beat UT and they just beat uh, um, they just beat Kansas State as well. Two solid teams. Um, and now they got Kansas tomorrow night. Or tomorrow evening, or you know, I would like to say, and that's another big dog. Big Twelve basketball is the best out there, and you have seem like they the best out there as well because they knocking off all the big dogs that everybody call respectable in basketball, and they continue to do so. I like what I like what um, Houston Cougars doing basketball. I know they've been doing it for the past maybe what four or five years now. Yeah, I like that improvement. I love to see the Houston teams do pretty well. I would like to see, you know, the Houston football team be more better than what they are. Yeah. They've been doing better over the years because back then, the Cougars wasn't shit. You could even, I used to see, they probably make 25, and you'll see the next game later, you just see them drop back down. But they are, they've been improving over the years too. But, you know, the basketball, I'm very supportive of what they've been doing. So, hopefully one day, I hope it be a, you know, they make it to the Final Four and win yeah. one. You know, they yeah. be, they, they, they be, be right good. there. They be right there. But uh, I will say this before I wrap it up. I was so glad to see them knock off UT in Austin. You know what I'm saying? Horns down, people. Horns down. Because uh, UT got got away with that, that cheap-ass victory against us in Houston uh, in the football game. So it's nice to just be UT and, and stump a, a mud hole in them uh, every once in a while. So looking forward to uh, Houston continue to, you know, continue to, to win and win out. Uh, but other than that, man, that's all I got here. Uh, you got anything else? Nah, I ain't got too much to say now. I said thank you everything I need to say. Oh, yeah, I got something to tell you. Hey, man, you either got to get fly or stay fly, bro, and get you some uh, oh, Houston yeah. Sports Connoisseur uh, apparel, bro. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, thank you, people, for uh, listening. It's It's been another great episode. Uh, haven't been that long. I hope so for y'all. But, you know, for everybody's sake. We on video, and we showing y'all uh, our faces, and we, and we out there. So, hey, if you see one of us, hit us up. Man, I'm always good to talk about sports. You know, next one to talk about my Texans. I'm going to give you a talk on it. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it.